Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of the bipolar disorder. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar, so strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert, pretty damn batshit. Let's give Adam a round of applause. That's the first time in a year of doing this show that he's done the intro without the script in front of him. You, yeah, I know, right? Everybody give Adam credit for that. The actor could not remember his lines for shit. <laughs> Today's episode topic, anxiety. Anxiety. Are you anxious at home? Then you're going to love this episode. Woohoo! Woohoo! So, Brad, you were actually recently diagnosed with anxiety. Yeah. So, to add to my bipolar disorder, apparently it's uh, common. Uh, it's pretty common to have either anxiety, ADHD. I think those are the two that are comorbidities. Okay. That go along with bipolar usually. And what, when you were talking with your therapist and subsequently I'm sure your psychiatrist, what was it about your behavior, your history that made them think you may have anxiety? So I don't know actually because my <clears throat> my psychiatrist I'd been working with Strictly on the bipolar. Mm -hmm. And then when I started uh, seeing a new therapist at BetterHelp, uh, betterhelp.com slash batshit, if uh, you guys want a discount on BetterHelp, I highly recommend it. Yeah, someone to talk to, guys. That's all it is. Um, but uh, I got a, a letter from my psychiatrist to send over to my th new therapist mm -hmm. so that they knew what was up. And in that letter, it said that I was bipolar with anxiety disorder. And I was like... Well, this is nice. Why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so they knew. Were they just not treating it? Or were they assuming that um, the medication you were currently on was helping to offset it? I think it was the, the latter. Okay. The, the medication I was currently on was helping offset it. And you were on Lamictal? Yeah, Lamictal and Abilify. Now, the Abilify... So I take Lamictal. I don't take Abilify. I take Wellbutrin yeah. in addition to my Lamictal. What was the Umbilify's? The Umbilify's an antipsychotic. That's the antipsychotic. Yeah, okay. so that's meant to treat mania. So then I would um, assume, well, I mean, anxiety is kind of a form of mania, right? Do you think it's the Umbilify or the Lamictal that's helping to treat your anxiety? And do you think, have you noticed since you were diagnosed with anxiety that maybe some of your behaviors can be attributed to that? Yeah, I think so. Um I, actually, I just Googled uh, Abilify and anxiety. I don't know why I haven't done this before. It says, <laughs> in some people, Abilify may actually cause symptoms of anxiety. <laughs> so there we go. Take that, science. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, that's the hard thing with treating any of this, though. Yeah. Is you're messing with your brain chemistry, mm -hmm. which is fucked up already. Sure. And you can cure one thing and cause another. Or, right. Or tamp down one thing and exacerbate another. Right. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, we fuck with our brain chemistry on the daily, even if you're not taking medication. So don't freak out about that. Yeah. Like, that's just part of... You're drinking? That's fucking with your brain chemistry. You're yeah. uh, getting any sort of trauma? Brain chemistry. So uh, don't freak out about the idea that medication is going to do that, because you do that to yourself. Anyway, um, how does it feel to have that diagnosis? Uh, a lot of things make sense. Yeah. Um, I get... When I have anxiety, mm -hmm. and I have an anxiety, uh, it's, it's, best way I can describe it is a constant hum in my head. Okay. I'm fixating on everything that's bad, 
worrying about it. I feel like I have a constant like adrenaline dump sure. in, in my gut, uh, which I probably do. I mean, that's what's going on in anxiety. Right. right? <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think of worst case scenarios, fixate on those worst case scenarios. Um, and it's interesting, the, the things that I found that combat that. For me, my two go-tos are EFT. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, I'm actually going to look, I always get this wrong. I'm going to look up what this stands for. We always do that. We're like, I know there is some sort of, uh, 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 you know, um, oh my God, I'm spacing, I'm space getting right now. Uh, that These initials mean something, but we are, we F it up every damn time. Yeah. Yeah. And we act like we don't have computers in front of us <laughs> when we do this. So um, it stands for emotional freedom technique. Emotional freedom technique. Okay. Yeah, but it's basically a series of uh, acupressure points. Yeah, you mentioned this in the last episode. So yeah. that helps with your anxiety. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I do my tapping through them. And it doesn't get rid of the anxiety, but mm-hmm. like say, say if the anxiety is at an eight, mm-hmm. it'll bring it down to a two. Oh, interesting. Yeah. By the way, I know you were referring to uh, when you said tapping, the actual tapping of your pressure points. But I like to imagine when you're anxious, you need to tap dance. Yeah. Which uh, yeah. which is fun. Which is just a fun image. So anxious. I mean, might as well because I constantly jittery. <laughs> might as well put it in your feet. Make music with your feet. Which is which is a difficult thing. Like, there's definitely an overlap between anxiety and mania. Sure. Um, well, adrenaline and mania. Yeah. Right? Like, because everyone out there has surges of adrenaline, right? For various reasons. Like, you know, you're... Baby gets thrown in front of a bus, or you have a really difficult test, or... Who the hell's throwing the baby? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know where people live and the lives they live. I'm hiring the... a new babysitter. <laughs> That's it. It's like a babysitter. It's like a serial killer babysitter. They keep throwing babies in front of a bus. <laughs> That's like... Wow, that's dark. Um, but no, everyone get these adrenaline surges. I've also, I've often wondered about that because, you know, um, I am diagnosed bipolar, bipolar two, but you know, I don't get the huge mania symptoms that right. you know you do, for instance. And I'm going, well, is it bipolar then, or is it like a form of anxiety? Is it just somewhere on the spectrum? Because we've talked about that in the past. Like, yeah. It may just be somewhere on the spectrum. And it is anxiety somewhere on that bipolar spectrum? You do, know? do you tend to feel anxiety? I don't think so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't feel anxious. You know, great example is, you know, I'm, I'm an actor, and I know a lot of people that right, right before they go on stage, they're like fucking freaking out, right? Because they're very anxious about their performance and being able to remember their lines. And I've never felt that. Yeah. I've never had that. And um, that doesn't mean I'm a super confident individual in my performance ability. I've just never felt that kind of anxiety. Right. So that that's why I I don't necessarily think I have anxiety. But a lot of the symptoms correlate with how I feel. You yeah. know, things There's an like, overlap. Yeah, I'm sure. I think the difference between hypomania or mania and anxiety. I mean, you know, we've talked about like the grandiosity and the yep. impulse control, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But just as far as a feeling goes, is that mania feels good and anxiety feels bad. Yeah, then, 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 yeah, then I don't think I have anxiety because yeah. I, even because I've talked about this. If I could live in a manic state, I would. Yeah. Like how you feel, you just feel like you're on top of the world. And um, But I digress. Uh, do you think anxiety is common? 
Like a common yeah. undiagnosed illness. When I got diagnosed bipolar mm-hmm. and was open about it, I started having people reach out to me and be like, yeah, I have anxiety and depression. Right. And um, it seemed... It's... I don't want to say common. I mean, we're kind of in a weird situation, I think, being in the arts in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I because think that I definitely think, skews our right, you know, our, our, our control group, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people who have uh, mental illness are drawn to the arts. Sure. Um, but, but anxiety is an interesting thing, right? Because let's break anxiety down for a second. You're... And I'm going to, please, you know, I don't have anxiety in, in like a technical sense, but uh, hear me out. If I'm going to surmise, anxi- uh, summarize, summarize, let's go <laughs> summarize, let's go summarize. Um, I'm going to summarize anxiety. It's being overtly concerned about and dwelling on things that are partially out of your control. Would you, would you agree that's kind of a... That's kind of it. Yeah. It's also worrying about things... I mean, again, I guess this is beyond your control, but you'll just randomly think of something that you did like 10 years ago. Right. But that's outside and, of your control. Right. You're like embarrassed about it and you're like, God, why did I do that? And sure. you start dwelling on it. Sure. That's anxiety. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because as we've, as, hear, me, hear me out. Let me come, come on this trip with me, everybody. As we've, um, magical, magical trip. trip, as we've progressed um, societally. Right. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we our worlds have gotten a shit ton bigger. Right. Go back three hundred years, four hundred years, and your concerns were super basic and within your control. Right? right. It's like put food on table. Right. Um. That's that's you know make sure your family isn't eaten by a wolf. Like that's ninety percent of your concerns. Yeah. Now you can be anxious about whether or not you're going to get rain for your crops, or you can be anxious as to whether you're, um, you're going to find enough meat to live. I don't know why I only back, went back 400 years. I feel like there were other things going on at that point in time. <laughs> but just stick with me. Remember, magical <laughs> journey. Um, <laughs> you go back, and, and those things I just mentioned can be rectified. You can develop an irrigation system. You can go to a different spot to hunt. You know, you can yada, 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 yada. But now we're talking about being inundated constantly with like everything from global politics to who thinks you're hot online yeah. to uh, internet bullying to um, all of that. The, the the current state of the political system in America alone is gonna can give you anxiety. Yeah, it used to be that wolves gave us anxiety. Now Wolf Blitzer gives us anxiety. <laughs> Hi-oh! <laughs> Brad Hudson, everybody. I'm on fire, everybody. <laughs> But like you sit there and it's there's just so much more and and we all this stuff again out of our control but it does affect you you know it, the the elections coming up in 2024 again not a political podcast but if you're on one side of the of this issue or the other when it comes to like politics like Biden versus Trump for instance it's anxiety it's you're saying. super anxious yeah. right because because every, the the political landscape has gotten to the point where Whatever side you're on, the other side is evil and will destroy America. Right, 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 right. And, and, and it's not like... Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you feel like you're you're constantly teetering on the edge of destruction. Right. And it 
drastically depends on who's in office. Right, and, and, and it has a direct effect on you. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, go back to the, the time of kings and monarchs. They're going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do, and you got no control over that. Yeah. Right? They're going to increase your taxes. They're going to increase your taxes. Are they going to come and conscript your son? They're going to conscript your son. You know, are they going to come and, and fucking, I don't know. Uh, um, what else do people do back then? Beheadings? Sure, they're going to behead some folk. Like, <laughs> like, if you're living out in the rural part of England back when, you know, King George is doing his thing, yeah, um, th- th- you can't do anything. Like, there's nothing to be anxious about because all that shit's way beyond your control. And at the end of the day, it doesn't affect you all that much. You know what I mean? Right. If King George wants to declare war on France, right? There is the possibility that you're going to get conscripted or your tax is going to go up to pay for that, but you couldn't influence that. It's not like you could go to King George and be like, bruh, can you not invade France? Right, That'd right. be great. But meanwhile, in again, the American political system, in theory, you feel like you have some control. You feel like you going down and voting yeah. is going to change that situation. Or you picketing, marching, yeah, yeah. you getting online and like yeah. getting uh, in arguments with people. Joining a, a bank, uh, like one of those like phone banks to call for uh, donations for your various right. parties. And now your anxiety is going way the fuck up because you feel like you do have control over these things when you don't. Yeah. Not at the end of the day. I, I know that's probably going to cause a little backlash, but, you know, how many... Uh, let's go back to Vietnam. I mean, how many people were fucking marching in that era about <laughs> uh, like getting the fuck out of Vietnam? That's not what stopped it. Yeah. Black Lives Matter was uh, an important movement. The marching, I don't know what that really did at the end of the day. It brought more attention to the cause, sure. Yeah. But the marching itself, I don't know. So you feel like you, for instance, uh, let's go with Black Lives Matter. You go to these pro- protests... And you're like, look, this is an important cause to me. We need to fight systemic racism. Yes, agree, totally. You marching in that uh, that uh, movement is going to bring a lot of attention to it. It might draw eyes, but it's not going to fix systemic racism. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's that's where I think a lot of the anxiety comes in is because you you can do all these things trying to have some measure of control over it. And the end of the day, things don't change. Right. And again, we're not a political podcast. No, they're not doing that. I, you know, I, I don't care how but you feel about any yeah. of the subjects I just mentioned. I do not care. There are reasons things don't change. Yeah. But then those reasons, when you start learning them, just makes you even more anxious. More anxious, right? Yeah. Because you should, you feel like you should have yeah. control over this shit. It's like thinking about something stupid you said ten years ago, right? And like fixating on that issue. Yeah. You're like, I should have said this. Well, you can't, bro. That was ten years ago. Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But me being who I am now, I should have been a different person who said a different thing. Right. And then you fixate on on that. On what it, what could have been. Yeah. What, what could have been. But uh, you don't have a time machine, so you can't fix shit. And if you did have a time machine, uh, don't use it for that petty bullshit. Yeah. Like, there's other things that you should be yeah. handling, right? Um, but I could see how that would cause anxiety in so many more people than may yeah. have had it back in the day. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know who definitely has anxiety all the time are global leaders and like representatives because how much shit is on their plate, right? And they're, 
they're required to be de- dealing with facilitating, you know, all of these. When well, you see that anytime somebody enters the office of the presidency, right. it's how fast they age. Oh, right. Like Barack Obama? Yeah. Go back and look at a young Barack, or not a young Barack, Barack when he entered the office, and then Barack when he left the office. It's like, Jesus Christ, that yeah. man yeah. went through the ringer. Hey, friends. Brad and I started Batshit because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you. Please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. And that's one of the things, you know, we've talked about. We've had recent episodes on sleep disorders and mm. whatnot. Anxiety comes to play in that. A lot of sure. people have a hard time going to sleep because of their anxious thoughts. Or if they go to sleep, they wake up in the middle of the night with their brain racing. Right. Staying asleep. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. one's me. Yeah. Um, have you had any luck with that? We had Katie Carlson on uh, a couple weeks back, who's a, uh, a doctor, a psychologist, and she specializes in sleep therapy. Have you tried any of her tricks? And has it worked at all for you? Uh, yeah, I've tried... Tried getting on a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't. When I wake up in the middle of the night, I've been tempted to get up and go do something. Um, and I just can't make myself do it because it's always like a weird time. Like if I popped awake at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. I might do that. But I'll I'll need to get up at, say, 6 a.m. Right. And I pop awake at 4. Oh, so it's like you don't have yeah, enough like, man, time. If, yeah, if I got up and did something, I would just be up. Well, have point. you thought about just starting your day at four? Yeah, but God. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that sucks. I'm not yeah. telling you to do that. I'm just yeah. like playing with the idea of it. Uh, that was a quick tangent off the side. Um, but But it relates because now you're anxious because you have to wake up and like now you have two hours less sleep to deal with your day. Yeah. Right? And... You got two hours just kind of laying in bed, letting your mind do whatever the fuck your mind wants to do and think about. Yeah, but the way the way I look at it is, at least I'm still resting to some degree. Right. Yeah. 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 You're, you're horizontal. You know what I mean. You're uh, you're not exerting yourself physically. Yeah. Mm. But I find honestly, I've always been someone who gets. It's kind of like my dogs. Like my dogs can run for hours but if you want to wear them out you give them a brain puzzle of some sort or you give them social interaction with other dogs and they get fucking wiped yeah and i feel like i'm the same way nine times out of ten at the end of the day i'm not physically exhausted i'm just mentally done like i'm drained you know i think that's one of the things too that i've been bad about uh i haven't been hitting the gym like i should Mm -hmm. and so i'm wondering if i'm just like physically not tired enough to sleep through the night sure that makes sense right uh, like your body is like, I don't need more sleep. I'm good. Right. Mm. Mm. But, you know, there's also the, the people have talked about like uh, working out wakes you up. Right. So it's not like you can wake up at 4 a.m. and be like, oh, OK, I'll just do like a couple dozen push ups and go back to bed. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like right. you wake up, you work out, you're up, man. You're yeah. up. 
Uh, I've I've been trying to get up, and I was doing a pretty good job till I threw out my back last week. Uh, at six a.m. and like I'm up, I'm going to the gym or I'm going for a run, and I'm doing that five days a week. Yeah. And I've still been waking up at six. I haven't been able to work out obviously because my back, because I'm old. Um, but uh, I recovered pretty quick because I have been working out. Like I'm gonna be able to go back to the gym starting tomorrow, I think. But uh, I do feel that does help me. I feel like I fall asleep a little quicker. Yeah. At the end, I, no, I shouldn't say fall asleep quicker. I get tired faster at the end of the day. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Do you find yourself not getting tired? No, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I think I've gotten on enough of a routine mm-hmm. uh, that my body, I, I just naturally get sleepy. Sure. Um, I don't have a problem falling asleep. Right. It's the staying it's asleep. It's the staying asleep. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. I mean, let's let's pivot back to the whole anxiety thing because, as interesting as that is, we did just do an episode on sleep. Right. Uh, did we just release that one, or is that next one? Probably that will release as as of this recording. That will release uh, next week. So by the time you guys hear this, right. that episode should be available. Maybe we'll mix it up. Who the hell yeah. knows? Who knows? Uh, but it's an Who interesting knows? episode. I really suggest you listen to it. Um, Katie's uh, very smart, and smart people are cool. Um, being anxious, being do you think? Like for instance, my mother is very anxious. She's a very anxious person. Yeah, uh, you know. Is that something that passed down? Like, I don't know. Is anxiety genetic or is it a learned habit? Yeah, that's a good good call. I would imagine, I would argue, and again, not a doctor, uh, it's a learned habit, right? I would think there's probably, it's probably both. I'd I'd say there's probably a genetic predisposition toward it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that gets exacerbated by upbringing and whatnot. But I wonder if... Because I think of my mother being anxious, and it drove me nuts when I was a kid. Still sometimes drives me nuts. And I wonder if, instead of being anxious, there are people who go in the other direction. You know what I mean? To kind of counteract the anxiety that's been in their life up until this point. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, a lot of people, and this is totally anecdotal, mm. but a lot, everybody I know who has anxiety also has clinical depression. Really? Everybody? Yeah. yeah every single one. I, I don't know anyone who just has anxiety. No, really. And honestly, in fact, I don't currently know anyone in my social circle who just has depression. They have depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety. Huh. Um, And I find that interesting. You know, we've talked before, and I think think Dr. Katie Carlson said this too, is that, you know, a lot of this is just trying to put diagnostic criteria on what's just kind of a wild, chaotic slew. Well, you're trying to label the problem, right? Because you yeah. can't deal with the problem until the problem has a label. But I've wondered if, since it seems like so many people have depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. if maybe that's on the bipolar spectrum. And instead mm-hmm. of getting mania, you know, they're bipolar, but instead of getting mania, they're getting anxiety. So, okay. So it's less because of the a... depression looks pretty much the same. Right. So it's less of a symptom and more of an illness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Because I could also make the argument that anxiety is a symptom of bipolar. Right? Yeah. And or other any other number of illnesses. Yeah. But instead They of, consider it a comorbidity. Right. Yeah. Like I technically have 
bipolar with uh, unidentified anxiety disorder. Right. I think you can have, I think, I could be wrong about this, but I think they classify them like mild, severe, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mine's just unidentified. So if, let's say a magic drug comes out tomorrow, right, that cures anxiety. Yeah. Right, just like, boop, you take it, it's done. Do you think that would ease your bipolar? Do you think it would, it obviously wouldn't end your bipolar, but do I don't you think know, it would ease it? It's hard to say because a lot of the drugs that I'm already on, you know, we've talked about this before. They tend to tamp down the mania. Right. Um, and kind of bring the depression more to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know that it would have much of an effect on the bipolar. I do find there are a lot of things, though. I feel like the anxiety, now that I know about it, right, has gotten easier to manage. Not that it goes away by any means, but right. yeah, like I said, EFT helps. Sure. Um, chamomile tea. tea is one of my go-tos. Yeah, man, you talked about that. Yeah. I fucking hate chamomile tea, bro. Yeah. I hate it. You know, it's funny, ever since you mentioned it to me, Brad mentioned this on another episode, I can't remember which one, about how like coffee and tea together are like, you know, coffee followed by tea. You had mentioned oh, yeah. this. Yeah, it has, yeah. can have some positive effects on things like depression. I've been learning to drink coffee. And my God, Brad, do I hate you for that because I <laughs> fucking hate coffee. Uh, coffee and uh, coffee and tea. Um, it's funny because both of the things that you mentioned, like coffee and then chamomile tea, are like two of my least favorite hot beverages yeah. of all time. Like, I kind of wish you were like, you know what helps depression is mold wine. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm getting the science wrong, but for those of you listening, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, what coffee does is kind of ignite your GABA receptors, mm-hmm. uh, GABA, and that's um, essential to creating dopamine. Right. And then green tea has a substance in it that encourages the creation of GABA. Right. So basically, a coffee primes your GABA receptors to take in the GABA. Your the green tea uh, causes you to create the GABA. So the the synergistic effect between the two is that you produce more dopamine. Right. Uh, by which the way, should make you feel better. I love GABA. Like GABA is just a fun GABA, word. GABA 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 GABA. It wasn't yeah. a, a yo GABA GABA. Wasn't like a kid yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Was it good? I never watched. I assume you've I, seen it because you have children. No, no. It was just slightly predated. Uh, just before, huh? Yeah. Um, yo, Gabba Gabba, that's fun. Part of me wants to create like a goofy children's show because yeah. I think it's, I just think they're a shitload of fun because kids are a shitload of fun where they're yeah. creating and imagining, you know what I mean? So, you know what's uh, a, a great kid show uh, is Bluey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They just released an episode where it's obvious they don't say it, mm-hmm. but that the dad is suffering from depression. Really? They're all at the beach, mm-hmm. and the kids keep trying to get dad's attention, and he's just zoned out. Mm. And he's, like, not feeling good. And in the episode, like, the kids are not feeling good because of it. And right, uh, yes, yeah. they, they go up to the, the shore, and one of them's like, I'm just going to take everything that doesn't feel good and wad it up and throw it in the ocean. And so they, like, make that motion, like they're pulling something off of them, and they yeah. throw it in the ocean. And Dad's watching, and as the kids walk off, he walks up and does it. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And it's like, but they never address it. Right, like, but never, it's yeah. obvious in the episode. It's like, oh, Dad's depressed. Yeah. Is it, it in the in the episode after he did that, did he, like, I'm better now? Is that kind of what They I don't mean? usually carry things over. From oh, they don't. Episode. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I love a Bluey, supposedly, like, I've never seen it, but it's supposed to be amazing. And it's also yeah. good for your dogs, because your dogs can see the colors that Bluey is oh, drawn in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Um, like, people have been leaving it on for their dogs, because 
I, I, again, I'm not a doctor, not a scientist, don't really understand how this shit works, but I guess dogs can see the the shades of blue that Bluey is drawn in or huh. like the diff- various colors that Bluey's, the landscape, the palette, whatever. Um, so they're using that as like a dog sitter and I put it on yeah. and let the dogs watch TV. <laughs> yeah. uh, Beans just freaks the fuck out whenever he hears an animal on TV. Yeah. And he'll look at the TV and clock that it's the TV but he's just not bright enough to not realize, you know, where that animal is. Right. Yeah, he thinks just, he's looking at a window. Exactly. My, he's he's not a bright boy. <laughs> he's a sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. He he dumb though. He real real dumb. <laughs> <sighs> but then I already have a smart dog. I don't need two, two yeah. smart dogs. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Frankie has anxiety because she's too smart. Um. Actually, being. I wonder if there's a correlation between, between intelligence which, and yeah, like. Like, if you did a study uh, looking at the IQ of people with anxiety, yeah. I wonder if that correlates. Mm, I wonder. Because... Because your mind's always racing. Yeah, sure. You know, there are people... There's a segment of the population mm. that doesn't have an inner monologue. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that they don't they don't talk to themselves in their brain. I have no idea how you think. Wait, they don't like, talk to themselves in their brain? Like, right. So what? I, I don't is it just like wind. It's just like, or maybe just images. I don't know. I don't know what thinking would be like. That's for those super people. weird. I mean, I'm not judging you if you're one of these people, but if you are one of these people, please write or call and leave us a message because I'm fucking curious about what's going on in your head all the time. Well, everybody I've mentioned that to, everyone who's an artist, mm-hmm. seems to have an inner monologue. Sure. And everybody I know who suffers from a mental illness has an inner monologue. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes complete sense. Yeah. But. Who are these people that don't have an inner monologue? Do you have an inner monologue out there? Please, I'm serious. Write in. I'm, I'm super fucking curious. That just sounds impossible to me. And if, if you write in, let us know if you've been diagnosed with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, have yeah, an inner yeah. monologue and you've been diagnosed with something. I'm really curious about that overlap. Right, because I know there's a number of people out there who don't who aren't diagnosed or uh, have a loved one who is. and um, Because, yeah, it's, it's like that's how I tangentially jump from thing to thing. That's how I... Um, uh, like, well, I, for me, that's where the anxiety comes into play. The inner monologue, the inner monologue, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it starts, it starts talking about things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and reprimanding you for things that you have done or are supposed yeah. to be doing and sure. like wondering what's going on with this thing, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or that thing. Sure. Sure. I mean, I guess it also doesn't help that we're artists because artists are people that, uh, they, they're attempting to create and their creations are never truly complete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of their success is dependent on other people seeing the value of their art and thus rewarding them in some, like me monetarily or producing that work or uh, recognizing their performance. So I can see how artists would be super anxious because there's so much stuff, which again, is out of your control. Like you can't help it if you go to an audition and you happen to look like the director's ex-boyfriend, you know, so you're not getting cast, you know, because fuck that guy. Um, You have no control over that. But like my wife will constantly do that. She'll, she'll be very anxious about auditions that she submitted. And I'm like, babe, you did a great job at the audition. That's all you can do. Like you can't do any more. It's not like, uh, uh, you know, it's not like there's any choices you made after doing a solid audition that would have changed the outcome. Yeah. You know, but people think there are. Yeah. 
I know I know someone who got hired by Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. and felt that they were grossly underqualified, and they were like, "Why? Why did I get this job?" And then one day, uh, there's a bunch of people in a room sitting and talking, and Steven Spielberg's talking about his lawyer, and he turns to my friend and he goes, "Well, you know your uncle," <laughs> and he's like. He had the same last name <laughs> as Spielberg's said. lawyer, and he just assumed they were related. Was this, did he shit can him after that, or did your friend not say anything? No, he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait until Spielberg's like, man, your nephew's doing amazing. He's like, my nephew? Huh? Yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, fucking stupid, man. Out of, completely out of his control. Yeah. Completely out of his control. Yeah. Fuck. And I'm not going to sit here and tell people not to worry. Like, don't be... Hey, just everyone out there, just try not to be anxious. Yeah. Just try that. Just try not doing it. Fuck that's that. The, yeah, that's the same advice that people give about depression. Right. Like, just try not being just sad. try not to be sad. Have you tried that? You know, it's just like, you know, if you meditate, you'll stop being anxious. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And I, while I love that uh, image of Bluey, like, throwing all their problems into the ocean, that doesn't solve the problem either. No. It may reduce it, just like working out may help or eating yeah. clean. Like, again, it helps. It doesn't fix it. Yeah. That's one thing, because anxiety often is accompanied by an adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm. Um, doing something physical definitely helps. Right. Offs- yeah. yeah it gives it somewhere for that energy anxious, to go. Yeah. Work out, go for a run, like whatever your thing is. Yeah. Play Beat Saber. Beat Saber. You know? That's fun. Beat whatever Saber. it is. Uh, Actually, any video game, I guess, could help. It's yeah, like anything that requires you to like hyper-focus. Yeah. Like, I mean, it could even be something as like writing could help you just take that anxiety and whatever you're anxious about and put it on the page. Yeah. You know, to help get that shit out of your head. I mean, or, you know, I do that and mm -hmm. it helps. And then what I have a tendency to do is then go back and read. No, don't read it over and over again. (laughs) You can't read it. And then it it brings it back. (laughs) No, you gotta like throw it in the fire. You know what I mean? Like write it out, toss it away. I've got like all these emails in my drafts folder Mm -hmm. of people where, you know, like I think of these things that happened in the past and I'm like, what if I did this? What if I did that? Mm -hmm. And it's like emails that I've written them that I haven't sent. (laughs) And I just go back and I read them over and over again. What are you doing? I know. But well, I have anxiety. (laughs) No, I know. <laughs> but it Jesus, becomes a self-fulfilling fucking torture. You yeah. yeah, I you know when I um so uh when I'm working, um I'm often working on like multiple shows at the same time that are all in different time on different timelines, and so I'm getting hundreds of emails a day. Once I like deal with whatever the email's about, right? I take it and I put it in a separate folder so that I don't have to look at it in my inbox. Yeah, because. You know, I got a buddy who sits next to me, or I'm not working now, but who used to sit next to me at work. And I'm like, how are you not going crazy staring at all those things that, you know, you have no control over, right? Like, how do you not have anxiety right now? Yeah. Because it, that, that's just insane to me. Uh, we that's... have a new listener, by the way, to the podcast. This little fly has been flying around this whole time. <laughs> driving me fucking insane. I'm like watching it dance across Brad's forehead, and I'm like, get it. I tell you, little things like that, though, are tricks that people who have to deal with anxiety should use. Yeah, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. Turn off the notifications. Oh, dude, your your cell phone, man. I don't know how anyone with anxiety has a fucking iPhone. Yeah. I don't don't let uh, my email notification. I don't let Instagram or any of these apps. Mm -hmm. I don't get notifications. The only thing I have notifications for is text messages and phone calls. Right, and that's the way to do it, right? I can't wait because uh, uh, I was actually just watching – a movie or a TV show the other day, 
and they had like a young blood had like a flip phone because it's like that's a new thing. There are these new flip phones that are coming out, yeah. not like the Motorola Razor, but not far off from that. Yeah, and I'm like, if that shit comes out where it can get texts and phone calls and that's it, I'm buying that shit tomorrow. Yeah, just like get my emails off my phone. Yeah, get my social media off my phone. I do not want it. I hate it. Yeah, hate it. The only reason I have social media on my phone is actually because of this podcast. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's the only reason I have it. So way to go, podcast, you yeah, jackass. That's really the only reason I check social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to see if you folks have written in. Yeah, so write in. Tell us about your anxiety if you have it. Tell us about your coping mechanisms for it. Uh, tell us if, again, Brad mentioned earlier, do you have something else? Like, is uh, do you have anxiety with bipolar? Do you just have anxiety? Brad mentioned that there are people that he knows that have anxiety and depression, but just straight anxiety, I'm curious about that, you know? Um, so please, write in or call us and leave a voice message. Yeah, we love those voice messages. So cool. We just got another one that we uh, – I felt bad because this person did a voice message, and it cut them off towards the end. And uh, so we'll play but, that. Yeah, they were wanting us to contact them. Right, yeah, yeah, Right as they were about to give their contact info. Whoop. It cut off. So we should do like a bad shit badasses where we play that and then we imagine what the rest of the message <laughs> <Yeah>. would be. <laughs> Just improvise it. That's true. That's true. That'd be fun. Um, okay, everybody. Uh, we hope the laughter that we we find in these episodes helps reduce your anxiety a little bit or gives you something else to focus on because um, you all deserve it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Keep fighting.